Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Listeners, Ghislaine Atkinson speaks on noise. All right, so I already asked how everyone's day going. How is everyone's day? I have a few disclaimers before I start. Um, first things first, you guys know that I am bearing child, so <laughs> LOL. Um, apparently, my words have been coming together. I'm not aware of it, but uh, Christian Prim said that I said three times last night, shart, when I was saying shopping, so I don't actually recall that, but if something weird comes out, just go with it, okay? It is what it is. Secondly, if I lose my train of thought halfway through, it's fine. Just act like you knew what I was going to say anyway. And third, I don't know, I already forgot, so there's that. All right, how about a secret with Slain? Oh, yeah. Do we have that graphic? Do you have that graphic? I know. It's fine. I'm going to draw one. <laughs> right? Oh, i got to get the pen out anyway. Okay, so um, my secret with Slain is I downloaded Fortnite on my Nintendo because I was like, I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I did it because I was like, this is a great way to connect with the youths but I'm pretty sure now I just do it because it's fun. So let's be real. I'm Gen Z also, so I'm playing. I pretty much have played every day since summer started. So there's that. I still am not good at all. I don't even know what that means. I'm too scared to build because it confuses me, Um, but I got a solo win once, so. A win is a win, even if they were bots. It's fine. Anyway, all right, so let's get this thing started. Before we start, well, this is part of it. Lexi, will you come up here, please? There you are. And Maddox, will you play something kind of fun in the background? Not too, too loud, but kind of loud enough so it's not awkward. How many of you guys remember the game? We used to play it a lot. Um, they call it the Whisper Challenge, but I looked it up. I was like, I don't remember what the real name is. Whisper Challenge didn't like ring a bell, but that's what um, the. It's like when you put headphones on. Yeah, and you have to try and guess. Yeah, what is that called? It is called the Whisper Challenge. It's on Saturday Night Live or something like that. So we're going to do that. This is part of my message, I promise. Um, so we're going to start with that. Lexi's going to put her, do you have your phone? Do you have your phone? Yeah. Okay. Can I have it? She's going to put headphones on and play music really loud. And she has the AirPod, Air, Apple AirPod Pro Maxes. That's a lot of words. Can you unlock it? And then I was just going to have music in the background too, so it's not awkward. But I'm going to say some things to her and she has to guess what I'm saying. I need to check to see if it's loud enough. So put it on. I need to see it first.
Christian? Turn around. <laughs> what? Put your hand on your head. Oh, you got that one. And do some jumping jacks. Okay, I'll try it here. No, you can't take it out. <laughs> I want you to turn around, and I want you to do some jumping jacks, and I want you... No, no. <laughs> I'm just making sure she's not cheating. And then I need you to go to Bojangles and get me some chicken nuggets and french fries because I'm still hungry. They don't have chicken nuggets. Okay, chicken tenders. And then on your way back, I need you to stop at Weigel's and I need you to get me. What am I saying? Okay. Thank you, Lexi. She failed, but it's fine. It's part of the message. All right. Everybody give Lexi a hand clap. Yee-yee. Everybody give Lexi a big old yee-yee. That was not big. One more time. There we go. All right. So what I was saying, Lexi, you didn't hear me, but at first I was just telling you things like you are cool, you are awesome. And then I was trying to give you direction, so I was saying, like, put your hand on your head. You did do that. I'm pretty sure it's because you were fixing your headphones, but it's fine. Um, and then I was giving you directions to go to Bojangles and get me chicken nuggets, but apparently they don't have chicken nuggets, so I needed chicken tenders and french fries, and then I needed you to stop at Weigel's on your way back. So I gave you all of those instructions and directions, and you didn't hear a word I said, correct? Yes. Cool. All right, so uh, who remembers what letter we are on? today. N. So we chose to flip O and N. So technically, I, uh, O was... O was what? O was offices. That was last week. So that would have been this week. But as you can see, Paul and Chloe are not here. By the way, they're... Uh, well, you guys all know. They're at the beach. So they're probably going to be <laughs> crispy boys and girls when they come back. But anyway, so... Today is N, and what do you think N stands for? <laughs> None your business. No. Try and guess. I've given you a little bit of a hint. Don't say it, JC, and don't say it, Lexi. And don't say it, Brenna. Jenna, say it. Noise. If you want to throw that graphic up there. Wow. Thank you, Brenna. Thank you. So today is noise. All right. Have you ever been listening to music? Yeah. That's good. And I wasn't done, though. And every time that, well, it seems like every time that you put your headphones on, somebody wants to have a conversation with you. Literally, I have this in my notes. I literally will say in the office, okay, guys, I'm putting my AirPods in. That means stop talking to me. I have stuff to do. I pretty much do it every Monday before staff meeting because I have stuff to get done and we really like to connect in there. So I know I'm the connections pastor, but sometimes you got to just disconnect in order to get things done. Anyway, um, so I watched this reel on Instagram. I was going to play it, but I was like, eh, I don't know. Eh. Um, it was this lady at an airport. Maybe some of you guys have seen it and she has headphones on, not as nice as Lexi's, but she has headphones on and she is like, belting some Christian music, like gospel music, like she is Tasha Cobbs, if you know who that is, and she is like belting, but the thing is, she sounds really bad, <laughs> so it's really, really funny, and like the whole airport, like in the little lobby area, are like, what in the world, and some people are like, yes, Lord, yes, it's just really funny, because she was in her own world, but um, how many of you guys like to listen to music 
super loud. Just, yeah. You got to feel the bass, you know? I listen to it pretty loud in my car because I don't want to hear all the noises that it makes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but usually in my AirPods, I don't like to do it too loud because then I'll get a headache. But that's just what age will do to you sometimes. Um, but in my car, I like to listen to it pretty loud. But how many of you guys feel like noise or noise music or listening to music kind of like takes you away from reality? Yeah. Or maybe you're like stressed out or you're bored. Or maybe like there's like arguing, arguing, see, there it is, arguing going on in your house or something, you're like, ugh, and you put your headphones in and you're like, I'm drowning it all out. Anybody ever do that before? If you're nodding, I'm just going to act like most of you guys are nodding because I can't see you. I lost my glasses for two weeks now, it's fine. Anyway, um, so if you think about it, there is a lot of noise that is around us, like Literally, we could probably point out 10 or 15 different noises in this room right now. Not going to do that. But there's always noise. Sometimes in your house, it can be something simple as the microwave beeping because your hot pockets are done. It could be the sound of your nails hitting your phone, like because you're typing like this really long paragraph about this cute boy that you met at the gym. I don't know. Or it could be the sound <laughs> it could be the sound of like a sibling crying. Uh, maybe it's the sound constant in some homes. Maybe it's the sound of another sibling in the shower with their music super loud and then they're singing thinking that they're the only ones that can hear it, but the whole house can hear it and you're like the reverb in the bathroom does not carry into the hallway. <laughs> um, so there is noise everywhere, right guys? Especially right now while you guys are talking. Mm-hmm. It's noise. Well, noise isn't a bad thing, believe it or not, right? It's a bad thing right now in this moment because it's distracting me, but normally it's not a bad thing. Uh, that's because God gave us a sense of hearing. Most of us, some people don't have that sense, but that is that sense has been given to us to receive and interpret like information, right? Yes. However, we all know in this room that noise can be misleading, right? How many of you guys have heard something outside and you're like, where's my gun? And then you're like, wait, I'm 15, I don't have a gun. Um, where's my... Uh, BB gun or my bat or something because there's obviously a burglar at the door, right, Emily? I think she left, but, uh, <laughs> and then you like go and look and it's like a really big fat squirrel that just kind of <laughs> is running around in the grass or raccoons or if you live around me, it could be a turkey, a deer, it could be a bear probably. Yeah. Anyway, or Luke, yeah. So, Noise can be misleading. Um, or how about how many of you guys thought your mom said you're going to get food while you're out, but she actually said there's food at home. Still don't believe that one, but it's fine. <laughs> and an, another thing that noise can be, especially like right now, like I said a few times, noise can be distracting, right? Yeah. How many of you guys have tried to listen to the instructions of your teacher 
but your friend three rows back it was like hey Maddox remember that one time we and you were like wait what and then you didn't even hear your friend or the teacher and then you're not going to be that person that like raises your hand and it's like what did you just say even though most of you guys are that person but sometimes noise can be distracting right Noise can also cause misinterpretation, right? How many of you guys have ever been, like, trying to have a conversation with your parents across, like, the whole house, and you're, like, yelling, and they're like, why are you giving me attitude? And I'm like, I'm not giving you attitude. I'm trying to yell so you can hear me. And they're like, well, and you're like, please, please don't ground me. I'm sorry. I was just trying to yell so you could hear me, Right? Sometimes noise can cause misinterpretation. They think that you are giving them an attitude. You probably are a little bit, but you're not really trying to be rude because you know better, right? Right. So noise is good, but it also can cause, what was the first thing I said? It can be misleading. It can be distracting, and it can cause misinterpretation. So we're going to talk about a guy who heard from God. He was a prophet. We all know what that is now, which is cool. And uh, there was a lot of noise around him, but because he knew the voice of God, he was able to decipher that voice from all the sound. But before I get there, I'm going to give you some like backdrop and stuff. And I'm going to drink a sip of water because... Okay. So, we're going to talk about 1 Kings. We're going to talk about 1 Kings. So, um, but just to give you some context on 1 Kings, where is 1 Kings located? Old or New Testament? Good job. Old Testament. Yes. Um, So, believe it or not, 1 and 2 Kings, when they were written at the time, they're one book, and we just went... Uh, putting it in the Bible, split it into two. But it's about kings. Whoa, who would have thought? Whoa. But it's about the kings of Israel. And so at the time, Israel was split into two kingdoms, northern kingdom and southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was called Israel. The southern kingdom was called Judah. Who recognizes those names? Okay, yes, awesome. So... The northern kingdom of Israel had really bad kings, okay? They had, of the time period in First and Second Kings, they had 20 kings, and all 20 of them were bad. So how many kings were bad? 20 kings, okay. 20 bad kings. Now, in, in um, southern kingdom, in, what's it called? What's the southern kingdom? Judah. There were... A total of how many kings? I didn't tell you this yet, but guess. 20, okay? And of the 20, there were eight good kings and 12 bad kings. Say eight good, good. 12 bad. So, so far, we got a lot of bad kings, right? Okay, so in this, with the bad kings, this is where we start the Bible introduces in a very important role of the prophet. Everyone say prophet. Now we know what prophet is, they, now from last week, um, but here they spoke on God's behalf to the people. So um, 
back in the Old Testament and the Old Covenant and all that, people didn't have Holy Spirit in them because he hadn't come yet. So they talked to God or heard from God through a prophet. So they're very important people. Right, guys in the back? Awesome. Exactly. All right. So prophets, they spoke on God's behalf. Um, they were covenant watchdogs. So what that means is that they called out like idolatry and injustice among the kings. So basically these prophets are like, yo, kings, quit being stupid. Idolatry is worshiping other gods. Idolatry, like an idol, a tree. Idolatry. No, that's it. And then um, they were constantly reminding Israel of their calling to be a light to the nations and obey the Torah, repent, all this stuff. So they're just reminding people like, hey, you're God's people. Act like it. So that was the job of a prophet, okay? So there's this really important prophet. I'm sure you've heard of him in 1 Kings. His name is Elijah. Everybody say Elijah. And he had a disciple named, guess, Elisha. Awesome. Okay, the way I remember that, Elijah and Elisha, J comes before S in the alphabet. So Elijah comes before Elisha. Anyway, that's how I got through Bible college, everybody. All right, so Elijah was a wild man. Like, he was pretty just wild, okay? He, um lived out in the desert, and he had an arch nemesis named King Ahab and his wife, Jezebel. How many of you guys have heard of Jezebel? Little Jezzy girl. All right, a few of you guys. Um, so Ahab and Jezebel, they, like, required, so they were king. Ahab was the king of northern kingdom, which is Israel, okay? You following? And Ahab and Jezebel together required that Israel worship the God, the God of Baal, okay? So Baal is bad, think of that. Baal equals bad, bad, not a real God, a fake God, okay? But this God, lowercase g, had prophets as well. And these people like considered themselves like interpret, like they spoke on behalf of Baal, okay? So y'all following? Prophets, kings, bad kings, all that stuff. Okay. So Elijah, like I said, wild man, he was pretty bold. He challenged 450 prophets of Baal to prove which God was real. And as I was writing my notes, I was like, he basically, like, this was like the biggest flex contest of the Bible. He literally was like, you hunt 450 guys against me, I'm going to show you who's boss. So they built altars, and like the one rule, or the one thing that they did, and we could break down more later, but they had to pray to their God to bring down fire and light their altar on fire, okay? So this is, it goes pretty in depth, but um, Elijah goes, and in this time, they're in a famine. Do you guys know what that is? Okay or a drought, so they're lacking water. And what Elijah does is he gets water and he pours it on his altar, okay? So if you've ever tried to light a campfire, it's pretty difficult to do it 
when it rains, right? Because the wood is wet, so it has a hard time lighting on fire. So literally, Elijah basically like almost puts himself in the worst position possible for his God to win, okay? But spoiler alert, God, our God, real God, brings down fire onto the altar. The 450 prophets are like, oh no, and then things happen. I'm not going to go there. So Elijah, the whole point of me saying that is Elijah has this huge win. Everyone say, huge win. Okay, then, this is where we're going to pick up, then King Ahab finds out that Elijah did this and proved that Baal is bad, and Ahab is like, uh, we got to kill Elijah. So Elijah finds out, finds out that there's like a bounty on him, get that, get that, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> uh, so Elijah finds out that there's people trying to kill him. So he runs into the, uh, he goes to Beersheba, but he goes into the wilderness and he hides and he goes under this tree and he's like, God, I've had enough. Just kill me. And I was reading that. I was like, hold on. I knew about these two stories. I didn't realize they were back to back. And so when I was reading it, I was like, you just had the biggest win of your life. And now you're like, God, just kill me. Like, what? You, like, are the most confident man probably in existence of that time. And now you're just like, yeah, God, this is too hard. So while Elijah is throwing his little fit under this tree, he falls asleep. And an angel comes up to him or wakes him up. And he's like, yo, you need to eat and you need to drink because you got a journey ahead of you. And he's like, ugh, okay. So he goes, he eats a little bit, he goes back to sleep. Then the angel wakes him up again. He's like, you know, you need to eat more because you have a journey ahead of you. He's like, okay. So he does that. Now this is where we're going to pick up, and all of this backstory is good to understand the context of what we're talking about. So 1 Kings 19, 9 through 15. Maddox, you want to put that on the screen? <laughs> Awesome. So there he came to a cave, he as in Elijah, where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied. I'm making sure that's okay. I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he replied, or he replied again, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. Then the Lord told him, 
Go back the same way you came and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Haziel, or Haziel, or however you say that, to be the king of Aram. That. All right. So let's break this down just a hair. Okay. So what was the first thing that happened there? There, Like, he went out to the mountain, right? Because God told him to go to the mountain. And what happened? Wind. Okay? So that was the first thing. There's wind. And then, uh, so it was a windstorm. And then right after that, there was a terrible blast, which was a earthquake. earthquake. Awesome. And then right after the earthquake, there was what? Fire. Fire. So... How many of you guys would agree that a windstorm, an earthquake, and fire probably makes a lot of noise? Maybe? Someone? Thank you, Evie. Awesome. I think it would make a lot of noise. Um, if you've ever like heard a tornado or anything, it's a, it's a lot. Earthquakes shake a lot of stuff, and fire, not super loud, but when things are like collapsing and stuff and burning, it's loud. Okay. So all of this happened, and it says that God was not in those things. Okay. And then at the end of those three noisy events, what was there? A gentle whisper. Okay. So if I were Elijah, this is how I like to read my Bible. I like to put myself in the shoes of these people that I'm reading about. If I were Elijah and God said, go stand on this mountain before me. And I did. And then there was a windstorm, earthquake, and fire. I'd be like, oh, God, what did I do? What are you trying to tell me? Right? I mean, you literally told me to do this, and then I'm doing it, and it's like you're trying to kill me. Like, I'd be like, okay, you really, you really took my word for it, and you are going to kill me. Okay? But Elijah didn't, well, he might have, like, took some cover or whatever, but he didn't leave the mountain because it then says that there was a small whisper, and God was in it, and God told him what to do through the whisper. So... As we know, Elijah is a what? Prophet. Prophet, And he hears from God, and so he recognizes the voice of God, correct? Right, Elias? So, how would you know the voice of God if you've never heard him before? You can't, right? So, most of you guys in this room, if not all of you, have probably heard his voice, but maybe you don't recognize it. So today we're going to break down different voices or noises that we hear on a daily basis, okay? So there are three different voices that try to talk to you outside of God. There's God. And then there is one, the enemy, right? Two, ourselves, and three, the world, okay? And we're going to break down what these voices normally talk about. Um, Surprisingly enough, as I was doing this, the world and ourselves sound very similar. So I'm going to put them in the same category. This is when I'm going to use a TV. So if you want to take notes on this, it's a good idea. (sighs) Um, But yeah, so we're just, I just wanted to give you guys some like practical tools on like how to recognize when it's God's voice, when it's the enemy's voice or when it's your voice slash the world's voice, okay? So, did that work? Yes. Okay, hold on, we're gonna redo that. 
It's fine. I'm still writing God. I'm just making sure that I have enough room. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. It's really hard. I've actually never written on an iPad except for today, so. All right. These lines are not going to be straight. Sorry, Nisi. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, guys. It's fine. All right. So, God's voice. Yeah. God's voice loves and woos. That means, like, draws you near. Okay? But the enemy's voice forces and me or the world, as in ourselves or the world, usually desire attention. So let's talk about that practically. If you had a voice pop in your head that says, I want you to go over there and talk to this person and become friends with them, okay? Would This is when you ask yourself, okay, am I doing this out of love? Am I doing this because I'm being forced? Or am I doing this because I want attention? And asking yourself this question, because something can be presented the exact same way, but the but your heart behind it can help you recognize which voice is actually speaking. Okay? Does that make sense? Awesome. All right. God's voice encourages the enemy's voice intimidates demands Oof, it's fine. And threatens. And our voice or the world's voice has unreasonable expectations. Oh no, I'm gonna run out of room. <laughs> oh, we're getting a little sloppy, it's fine. How many of you guys already can recognize there's been times where you've had some of this noise in your head? Any of them? Right? Okay, another one. This is one that I love, absolutely love to go by and to read and to just remind myself. God's voice gives clear instruction It also says specific. Uh, Okay, you know what it says. That's instruction. (laughs) Uh, So, for example, in that passage that we just read, after there was a, a wind, earthquake, fire, then the whisper comes in, 
and gives Elijah exactly what he's supposed to do. If you kept, if you keep on reading, which we didn't do, it was like to the T exactly what Elijah needed to do. And like these people will die from these people if they don't listen to this person, blah, 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 blah. Like it's very specific. Okay. The enemies exaggerates. Oh, it's fine. That's what this says? Okay. And gives confusing instruction. Keyword. That's not how. Yeah, it is. This is getting a little sloppy. Okay. Confusing is a keyword. If it brings you confusion, AKA sometimes you might not have clear, like, clarity quite yet but if your your spirit is confused or unsettled that's not god okay and then where line am i at <laughs> this one is this one is hardcore me putting myself on blast analyzes all instructions Oh, well, I couldn't put the S, but it's fine. So I definitely am like, if God tells me to do something, I'm like, okay, but if you do this, then this has to happen. And if I go talk to that person, they're probably going to think that I'm weird. And if they think that I'm weird, then they're not going to feel the love of God. And if they don't feel the love of God, then what's the point of me even being here? Like, all of those thoughts aren't from God. They're from you. Just to put that out there. Uh, let's see. Um, there's like a whole bunch more, and I'm not gonna write them all down. So if you have any, like, I'm gonna put like two more. Um, but I have more for you guys if you're interested later. Um, another one that's awesome is oh, what did we do? It's fine. Okay. Um, offers hope. strength. God's voice does that. The enemy's voice instills fear. And doubt. And yourself or the world depends on self Oof. And is prideful. Is that how you spell that? Yes. Okay. All right. So I feel like these are pretty self-explanatory. Don't need to necessarily break those down for you. But if a voice is instilling fear, then probably not God. It could be, God could tell you to do something and it could, like, rise up some insecurities in you. And that's also the grace of God and the kindness of God bring those up so you can deal with them. But if something like is fearful, like rooted in fear, likely not God. Sometimes that can get a little confusing, but if you have any questions, you can come up to me, la to me later. But there you go. Offers hope, strength, instills fear and doubt, and then depends on self 
and it's prideful for the world. Last one. This one, I'm just going to write across. When I saw this one, I was like, what? All three voices, or four voices, wants all the glory. So God wants the glory, the enemy wants the glory, yourself and the world. The voices can be rooted in that. It just depends on which one you are listening to. So, as we're wrapping up, when you hear a voice or a noise, because today is N, I want you to think of these things that we talked about. I encourage you guys to write them down because I've literally looked back at this list. I have, like I said, I have a pretty long one, so I can share more with you guys later. But um, I want you to evaluate and identify the source of what this voice is saying. And like I said, it can be presented exactly the same exact way, but if, sorry, I got distracted again. Um, it can be presented the exact same way, but sometimes it, it's rooted in something different. For example, that's why it says all three of them want all the glory. So if um, there is a voice in your head that said, go talk to this person, like I said before, is it because you're doing it out of heart that you want to show love? Is it because you feel like it's something you have to do, you're being forced to do, or is it something because you want to have like people see you and you desire attention and you want to seem cool or whatever. It could be the exact same phrase, but where is it coming from? So um, let's just like put this into practice. I kind of wrote up like a little scenario for you to kind of understand this. So for example, you're sitting at school and you remember you have a science test in 10 minutes that you did not study for. Mm -hmm. I also did that. Uh, you think to yourself, well, if I fail the test, that would bring my grade to a D, and my parents said that if, I, if I get under a C in any of my classes, I can't go anywhere, including youth. Oh, no. So your options are, one, skip the class. Two, take your phone out during the middle of the test and put it between your legs so your teacher can't see you Googling answers. Or three, take the test fair and square and hope for the best. You decide to do the right thing, and not cheat, mainly because Mrs. Davis is the phone police and can tell from across the room that you're cheating. I was going to put Mrs. Atkinson, but nobody calls me that, so I just put a fake name anyway. Uh, when you turn in your test, you turn around, you walk to your desk, and you hear, you're an idiot. How could you have forgotten that you had a science test? You're never going to pass this class. You might as well give up now. What? voice is that? Enemy. Okay. What other voice could that also be? Yourself. Yourself. What other voice could that also be? The world. What voice is it not? God. Okay. So sometimes they're not so black and white, right? Sometimes it's not so simple as what we just walked through. Sometimes it's a really important decision you have to make. Like, what are you going to do after high school? Or what job are you going to take? 
Or how are you going to respond to this person who is pursuing you? Like, sometimes it's big decisions and you have a lot of noise going on in your head. But the thing that I love about Elijah is that although there was so much noise around him, when I read it, I interpreted it like he waited until he heard, God, he heard God's voice before doing anything. So in the midst of the craziness, he waited for the gentle whisper. And so sometimes that's how God speaks to us. Sometimes we have all four voices speaking at the same time. And it's up to you to decipher which voice you're going to listen to and how to cancel out the noise. And so like we do in real life, we put our like noise-canceling headphones on and block out the world. Sometimes we need to do that with the voices that aren't God because they can all be speaking. But as you can tell, only one of them is life-giving, right? Right. So... That's pretty much all that I have for you. Um, I, <laughs> thanks. Before we uh, go on to the giveaways and all of that stuff, uh, Jay asked me if I, we could pray for her aunt and uncle. I'm gonna try and remember this. Can I say all of it? Okay, it was the uncle, right? So yesterday? Last night. Okay, last night Jay's uncle got into a motorcycle accident and passed away this morning. Um, and the family did not know it was on the news and then they found out because the hospital called the aunt. And so this is pretty devastating news, um, well, for sure. But just that like shocking news factor in the first place. So we're going to pray for uh, Jay's family. So if you're around her, do you mind just like putting your hand on her just to stand in the gap? If you're not, if you just will stretch your hand towards her. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that, Holy Spirit, you are a comforter, that, Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace, and I pray, Lord, that you bring peace and comfort into Jay's family, Lord. In the unknown, in the chaos, in the numbness, in all the emotions that come with this, Lord, I pray that your presence will be felt in a, in a way that they've never experienced before, Lord. I pray that for their grieving hearts, that you just come in, you wrap your loving arms around them, and you show them that even in the midst of this, you are good, God. I pray that you unite the family together and that they can come together as one with you in the center of it, Lord, and that in the midst of all the emotions, Lord, that you will be their constant solid rock. We thank you for peace, we thank you for comfort, and we thank you for genuine joy that surpasses all understanding when it doesn't make sense that your joy will come in and they will encounter that every single day. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. All right, let's do some giveaways. If you use your phone to take notes, go ahead and throw that up there. Uh, so I don't think we had any first-time guests, correct? Oh, I have no idea. 
Never on there. Okay, so let's do. Sunday at a glance, all right. I've had these in my bag since Sunday, and I got a, he gave them to me. Uh, I got Cheez-It oil on them. I know, it's weird. Grease, whatever. I mean, oil, too. Okay, found one. Who is this? Okay, didn't I, I really didn't mean to pick this one, but JC, come on up. <laughs> Puts it back, let's get another one. JK, there you are, congratulations. All right, phone bucket. Wait, I really wanna do it though. I've waited my whole life for this moment. Oh, okay, hold on. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, I just put my knee on the cord. All right, everybody, drum roll. I actually have no idea what people's phones feel like, so I, this one, this one. Adia, yay! There you are, perfect. And we didn't have any first time guests, so we keep these till next week. Well, alrighty, so. You know what to do, uh, say hi and bye and all the things, clean up after yourself, stack your chair, and, oh wait, did we do the notes thing? He didn't tell me anything about that. Do we have Jolly Ranchers? All right, never mind. If you took notes, just show me so I can feel better about myself. JK, I'm fine. Awesome, all righty, put some music on, see y'all next week. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Illuminate Student Ministries. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Illuminate Knox.